following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It is time for another hour on this Tuesday broadcast on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Tuesdays right around 5 p.m. always means we talk some hoops as we bring in former Michigan head basketball coach John Beeline, currently a Big Ten Network in-studio analyst. You see him weekends during the basketball season. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms. He heads up the Grand Rapids office or world headquarters around the east side of the state in Troy. And we talk Michigan State, Michigan Pistons, not in any order each and every week and just the world of basketball. So let's begin, uh, John. And by the way, welcome in, Josh. How we doing? You doing good? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, any any names you got to clear uh, with uh, Josh? Uh, w- all of us, uh, the pronunciations... Good luck now uh, in basketball. It's crazy. <laughs> but Superfly has a degree in linguistics, so we can we, we, can, we can turn to, uh, to Superfly. Coach, how you doing? I'm good. Nice to hear from you again. Nice to be on again this Tuesday. Yeah, it is. It's always good to talk, Coach. It's basketball season. We're almost to yes. March. Uh, so Michigan gets their biggest win of the season last week. You said don't sleep on them. They beat number 11 Wisconsin. I'm thinking, okay. They're going to get a little mojo going here, finish strong, take some heat off this team and coaches, and they go out to Nebraska and they're down 43-13 in that game. Uh, the ups and downs, and it's really been a trademark of Michigan and Michigan State, but more on the Michigan side, and we'll talk state in a little bit. But again, uh, why so much inconsistency with the Wolverines? What's your perspective? Well, well, because I, I don't think I've ever seen this in the history of college basketball that that a uh, guy only plays home games and does not get to play on the way uh, away games, and he is your, you know, he he's your quarterback. He's your start. He's your most important player out there as far as you know, handling the pace of a game and you know, getting signals from the coach and all these things. Just really hard to do, and I don't know the reasons behind it, but it it's um, it's been difficult for Michigan to adjust from game to game. His numbers with him. And without him, are for Michigan are very, very different on, on the wrong side when he plays a much better team, according to the analytics. So I don't know about other issues, but that's really hard. Number one, but the Big Ten is is really tough, and you have to really be you have to be on your game every time. If you start out slow in some of these 
I don't know if Nebraska's been playing to sold-out arenas even when they haven't been good. And now they're pretty good, so I can imagine it was a tough environment uh, when they were, and playing them the other, on Saturday uh, after that big win over Wisconsin. You still have 10 teams, overall records all over 500 still uh, this deep into the season. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew and their GR office. Yeah, uh, every week we've gotten together during the basketball season, and it's always, hey, maybe they've turned the corner and then they hit a wall. Uh, your thoughts on Michigan hoops right now? Yeah, confused at, at why there is the inconsistency. Um, they beat a very good Wisconsin team, as you mentioned, and then they turn around and lose by 20 on the road. So to me, I still look back at the coaching um, is is something just seems off there in that locker room with that. And, and, and again, I'm not there to see that, but it just seems like something's off. And I, again, not there to see it, but certainly inconsistent hoops coming out of Ann Arbor right now. Well, and the suspension that I don't understand, if you're just going to say someone needs to get their grades up, do six, eight, ten games in a row, whatever your punishment is behind closed doors, but the split home and away, you're hurting guys who had nothing to do with somebody's academics. I assume it's academics. Stay at home. You study. Uh, it's just, it is strange, John. And John said he's never seen it happen before. So uh, maybe they knew this season was going nowhere, right? And you had Juwan coming back after the heart procedure that yeah. they, they knew they're not maybe even be a tournament team. And there's a lesson for McDaniel to get things straight for yeah. next year. I Again, we're just, you know, guessing from the outside looking in. Yeah. It's it's very unique. Let's just say that's unique at best, and I'm sure some some people at, at, at have the uh, there's a good reason for it somewhere, but but you know, and you you're not going to ever find out because of, of personal issues or whatever. You just let it go. But uh, I'm let's put it this way: when he's back playing every single day, they by showed by Wisconsin they can be a very dangerous team. And now you go into the tournament, and they're going to be one of the you know, maybe 10 teams that once you go into this tournament, uh, probably nine teams that are playing playing for their season's over as soon as they lose that big tournament, that big 10 tournament game. So they'll be playing for everything. And as we saw with the way they play against Wisconsin, they can beat anyone. And Wisconsin's got its own issues right now. They, they got Ohio State at home and – um, they got to win this one for sure. They must win this one because they're just too good to be playing this way. John Beeline, former Michigan coach, joins us uh, each and every Tuesday to talk hoops with Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's GR office, world headquarters on the east side of the state. Uh, so when you look at uh, Michigan, I guess the Big Ten tournament will be their NCAA tournament, Josh, and they'll. I, I assume... McDaniel will be back uh, and with all the suspensions will be done. And with him, they're going to go in. That's their, that's their postseason, right? It is. That's their postseason this year. Uh, they have eight wins at this stretch of February. They're definitely not going to make the big dance. So or the NIT in anything. It's, it's, right? um, yeah, they're going to have to leave it all out on the floor and try to take the tournament to get a bid. So um, I guess we'll see if, if, if they can do that. Um, yeah, just I, it's 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 tough to watch my Wisconsin people. I'm at the golf show last Friday doing my show. Michigan fans are walking by. You rode off Michigan basketball. They're back. 
But then, uh, then on Saturday, I had to kind of do a little slapping back on the old huge show Facebook and uh, Twitter pages when it was 43-13, like, well, I guess I'm wrong. Uh, John Beeline is the other voice you hear, Josh Garvey, talking hoops. All right, from Michigan, let's go to Michigan State. Uh, John, that was a real impressive win. The way they played, they looked as good as anybody in the country when you have Hall, Hoggard, uh, Walker, senior leaders, step up, uh, get it done. Uh, a good uh, Illinois team. They're still in the Big Ten title hunt, but that was a huge loss for them. Your thoughts on this Izzo Spartan team right now? Well, first of all, let's go back to you know, losing at Minnesota uh, the week before. Again, reminded Michigan State that this is we got to be on our game with everybody. And you can't always control that, but they needed to get that win uh, against Minnesota, and so they had to come back with Illinois. I mean, they just had to, and that could have went either way. And they really, man, they just played great defense down the stretch, had some timely hoops, and uh, really got forced Illinois into getting away from their game, which is great ball movement and sharing the ball down the stretch there. They tried to isolate, and uh, A.J. Uh, Hogarth just ate it up. He got the two big steals, and all of a sudden the game's over. So uh, they got to go to my least favorite. You would you wouldn't think about this, but it's that the lowest crowd. The, the uh, unfortunately, and they've had great coaches there. The least fan enthusiasm, and going to Penn State was my most dreaded game every year. It was all, and they got to go there this week, and then go to Michigan. So it's it's going to be a tough week for Michigan State. And they, they, they can't, they have to play the way they played against Illinois if they're going to get out of uh, State College with a victory and Ann Arbor. They look good in all the metrics. Uh, so, you know, I, barring a complete collapse, they will be an NCAA uh, tournament team, Josh. Uh, you watching the Spartans, the Illinois game, Minnesota game was a tough one to watch, especially second half. Izzo was. Blamed himself and blamed the players, blamed the leadership, coaches and players, which was unique for a coach to do. But looking at this Michigan State team right now, uh, how far do you think they go in the Big Ten? I, I still think they're up there in the competition for second best team in the conference. I, I really believe that. And then the Big Ten tournament will be about seeding to help Izzo in the NCAA tournament. So your thoughts on the Spartans? Yeah, the Spartans have had some inconsistent basketball too, um, but some tough losses like a three-point loss at Minnesota, but then to bounce back and beat a good Illinois team. Um, and as Coach Beeline said, at Penn State, at Michigan, those are two big road tests right now um, as you look out to close out their schedule in February here. Handful of games to go. How far do I think they can go? I think they're one of the best three teams in the Big Ten right now. I agree with you. Yeah. I think that they can beat beat anybody in the Big Ten. and, and Except Purdue. I don't like the matching up against Purdue. That's tough with Edie and, and the big guy, but it's it's. Um, I think that they're playing good basketball here down the stretch. Certainly have some good guys that have been there for a while. Hogard and, 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 and Walker and Hall, um, certainly well coached. I, I think that they could make a little bit of a run here. Um, I'll be honest. I could, I could see them winning the Big Ten tournament. I got six to nine seed come selection uh, Sunday would be a guess at seven to ten uh, category uh, coach uh, in the Big Ten Network studios uh, this season uh, in Chicago. You can see John Beeline on the Big Ten Network uh, weekend coverage. Uh, how would you rank the Big Ten right now? Top three teams in the conference. 
Well, it's, it's Purdue. Obviously, Purdue is number one um, in so many different ways. And if, if I'm thinking, all of a sudden, I'm thinking we between Illinois and Michigan State and whom and Wisconsin. Northwestern would and, be and in that mix. Northwestern yeah. is right there too. We don't talk so, about them. <laughs> no, Northwestern has has played a very difficult schedule because you're not playing every team in the Big Ten. Um, then they keep just playing with everybody and got a great win this, this Sunday. So, I mean, I think, I don't think Michigan state's a lock yet. I think Northwestern is, I think Wisconsin is because they beat Michigan state twice. Uh, and Purdue is and, and, and Illinois is, I think Michigan state, like you said, no, I, when we were talking about this with, with, uh, some of the analysts and, uh, what they, I, I don't think any team is a lock, what happens if they lose their last ten, eight games right now or something? It can happen. It doesn't happen, but um, there's teams that it's highly favorable, and I think it's highly favorable Michigan State is in again. Uh, but they have to play. They, as you can see, there's there's so many teams in this league. When you go on the road, you got to win those games, and you got to protect at home. So right. this is, uh, or, or you get, get, and the seeds. You know, we we've been seeded at all different places. You know. From the two seed all the way to a last team in, and man, the seed is important. But sometimes you just get matched up with the wrong team, or you get a great seed and get matched up with the wrong team too. So it could be. Uh, it, it, it's you just don't. I don't put too much stock in where people are seated. Just keep winning every game, winning actually winning every practice. Just win every practice the rest of the way, and you will win games. And one thing about Michigan State, Josh, and you said it, that at the at Penn State, the at Michigan, that is a a two-game swing for your seeding, for where you finish in the Big Ten, seeding for the Big Ten tournament, and also even into selection uh, Sunday. So uh, we'll see what uh, Izzo does. Uh, Coach, by the way, folks, if you haven't seen him on the Big Ten Network, isn't he great, Josh? He is, yeah. I watched him on, uh, I think it was Sunday. Yeah, he's, he's really good. Yeah, doing a he's, great he's, job. He, he's like a quiet Dick Vitale. Well, <laughs> I didn't think there was one. You can't put those. You can't put those two, three names together. Yeah, I was. I, I was trying to build you up, Coach. I had your back, actually, on that one. I, you know, I'm just trying. I, I'm not. We have guys who got bracketologists with Mike DeCourcy and and Rachel Davis. It's a great job with some different stats. I'm just talking what a coach is thinking or their team is thinking Amen. right now. And and that gives a, a whole different look to it. So I do enjoy thinking about that. It's it's tough to get space to say everything you want to say. So you got to be good with it and quick with it. But I, I love doing the show. I, I kind of feel after watching you, you would be really good with a seasoned veteran play by play guy breaking down a game in progress. You you really would be good uh, in that capacity. So uh, I'm your agent I, I now. That. We'll cut a deal. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, well, I would. Uh, I did that a little bit from my office during COVID, and I did a little of that from my office. It's harder than you think, but uh, right now I just said put me in the studio just because I wasn't looking to be traveling uh, to Lincoln, Nebraska, one day and and to to, uh, to Illinois on another day, and I just wanted to sort of slow down just now. But that it's something to consider because I do like. You can you have so much more you can add during game, during play by play and doing the analyst there. 
John Beeline joins us every week during the 5 o'clock hour on Tuesdays, talking hoops. Josh Garvey, uh, he is the managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's GR office, one of America's and the world's top accounting CPA and business firms. Their worldwide headquarters in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, uh, which is just north of Detroit. Speaking of Detroit, let's finish our hoops conversation on the Pistons. I took a look at the roster this morning, and it's like, is this the Pistons roster? Like, you look at it compared to where it was. I, I, I And, John, you were a, a senior advisor, uh, worked with players inside the Pistons. You were with the Cavs. What, what are the – because I don't – is this a reload? Is it a rebuild? Is it – you're going to get expiring contracts? I, I guess you're setting up next year in the offseason already. Uh, give me your opinion on what the Pistons have done here the last two weeks with this roster. Well, it is. They've tried to change the roster over a great deal for for now to try to complement what they think they've seen Jaden Ivey uh, and what their weaknesses are. And and the and they, uh, I hope he never gets injured again. But Cade's been injured a lot, and so they got to protect themselves. But uh, for a, for a long time, I've I've just I've always thought every team should have more shooting, but this team certainly should have. And and so they they've addressed that a great deal, and they've just changed it. I looked at the roster when I walked in there two years ago. The only guy currently on the roster from so this would have been uh, twenty one would have been I walked in there before the draft in twenty one. The only guy on the roster is Isaiah Stewart. That's the only one. Just in really in three years now, and then from. The, t- the next year, I think there's only three or four. So it's a complete changeover. Um, I, I loved uh, Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burke. I loved coaching them because they were just absolute killers in practice every day. They had their great workouts. They were the ultimate pros. So the Knicks got exactly what they wanted with that deal, without question. They had to make a tough decision on Killian Hayes. It's tough to admit that, hey, we got to move on after four years, and they have. And all that, everybody can can guess why. Well, why didn't they do it earlier? That's tough to do. You try to give everybody a chance, but they had to do that. And then getting that Simone Fontecchio, right? And then a whole bunch of Quentin Grimes, a good player. Um, Shake Milton and Troy Brown will give them some stuff off the bench. They they just tried to change the look of their roster. With uh, with with men, I don't know if they had probably greater length. I've always thought they were really missing length on the perimeter, not inside on the perimeter. Probably too many big guys and not enough. I got to the point where Huge said I wanted a point guard and I wanted a five man, and the two, three, and four I wanted them to look exactly alike. You know, somewhere between six five and six nine, but they all were like uh, hybrid. Two, three, two, two and three men, and one guy had to have a four-man's body, if that makes sense, that you just had one, one little bit bigger guy, but he really is a three-man. He's just in a four-man's body. And that's what they're trying to get to because that's really where the NBA is and been for years. So they're finally getting there, but um, it'll be interesting to see how they do that on the stretch. They are playing better now that uh, we have so many more times where Jaden Ivey has the ball and and is it can run the team now him and Cade have to learn to play together now and I know both of them really well great kids they will figure that out I believe I believe they will 
Uh, that's why back in the day, John at Michigan, he liked the Hardaways, the Karis LeVerts, the Duncan Robinsons, those types. Well, you, you look at that right. at the 13 championship team, it was Glenn, Glenn Robinson, yes. Jim Gee, Hardaway, and Nick Stauskas. They were Stauskas, all the same yeah. guys. Wow. Yeah, and then the five, and then the eighteen championship team. You got Duncan Robinson, Ignis Brogzakis, Jordan Poole, and Charles Matthews. Oh, wow. They were all six five. And then you have Xavier and, and Teske, or you have Mitch McGarry and Trey Burke. Just the two, three, and the four, wow. just being the same guy, mm. multi-skilled. And what happens is people have harder. Yeah, you have tough time guarding a bully four. But they have a tougher time. That bully, tough, a tough four guy, really has a tough time guarding a shooter, and and it's harder for him to guard you than it is for you to guard them. If that makes sense. Man, I tell you what, just going through those names, I, I, th- there's no reason why you should pay me to come on this show. We should be paying you. You're that good, John, as a coach, the talent, everything. You know, I'm just kidding. Uh, you don't pay <laughs> well, us. Thank you. Come on. I'm just, he paused. He's like, what? Are you billing me? He's like, well, and by the way, Simone uh, Fontecchio that you got uh, from uh, earlier today, Superfly had trouble saying the word cat to me, and and he helps you, Simone. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Hey, hey, huge. What I learned in this business is you have to be able to pronounce people's names Correct. Well, somehow Correctly I've gotten or, by for 32 years yeah, without yeah, it. Yeah. I, I just admit yeah. to people right before I, because I do a talk show, it's different than doing a studio show or, you know, play yeah. by play. I could just tell people when it's coming, like, uh, by the way, I'm looking at this trade. I'm going to be nowhere in the ballpark on the names. Uh, go find them online. <laughs> you, can, yeah, yeah. you can Google the pronunciations. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Uh, Fontecchio, I'm thinking I drove that car once when I was in Italy. It's a nice yeah. car. It comes in a convertible. <laughs> Rent it when you're on a trip. You know, he, he's, he's what I'm talking about. It's a multidimensional, just, you know, six, six, eight. But he does so many things. He shoots, he guards. It's, it's really surprising to me why Utah gave him up. That's because that was a – they gave really gave him up. And he's he's – He's at 28 years old already. He played in Europe for a long time before coming to the NBA. And so really good. And, uh, but I, I, I just watched the Knicks right now. They have made some spectacular trades. Between getting in OG uh, from uh, Ogden. Now I'm, now I'm not going to be able to say his name. But uh, oh, okay. they've really improved their roster with the New York Knicks. And with Jalen Brunson – Watch out. I think the Knicks are in great shape right now. We're always in great shape with John Beeline every Tuesday during the 5 o'clock hour presented by one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms, Dorn Mayhew. Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's GR office here in West Michigan. Good stuff today. Thank you, Josh, my man. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Coach. You, you are A-game today. The more you're in that Big Ten Network studio – the more you're becoming a national broadcasting icon. Hey, I, I have an uh, I have a good idea right now too. I think I would like Josh because I think he's out there talking. He's at the water cool. He's doing. I want him to bring me some questions next week. I want him to bring a couple tough questions for me, Josh. He'll ask his employees. He'll ask, he'll ask his employees for questions from the yeah, Dorn Mayhew employees. 
questions on the pitch. Michigan, Michigan State, the Big Ten. Bring them on, John. To All right. Well, thank you, Coach. We'll Absolutely. we'll get ready for the B line exam next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it. I'll bring it. I'm ready. All right. We love you, Coach. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Yeah, John B line. I, I said before. Before the interview started, that he was ready to go today, Josh. Uh, thank you. And, you know, ask your employees some questions. I, mean, I will. Yeah, I will. I'll you ask know, they're some busy. Questions. The Michigan fans or Michigan State or Pistons fans questions, and you can give their name and you know do three, four questions. Absolutely. I, well, you were going to talk, but John just kept talking. All right, uh, <laughs> Josh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn May, who's GR office. John Beeline. Uh, they join us every Tuesday during the five. P.M. Hour Talking Hoops, presented by Dorn Mayhew. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. A crucial week for Michigan State's men's basketball team. Road games, two of them. And as Tom Izzo says, offense doesn't travel nearly as well as defense does. And Michigan State's going to need some offense, one would think, to win at Penn State on Wednesday night. And who knows what will be required Saturday night when the Spartans play at Michigan. The Spartans easily beat both those teams in the Breslin Center, but it's been different on the road where Michigan State has just one conference road victory so far. Will there be any momentum off the eight-point win over Illinois this past Saturday, arguably Michigan State's best win of the season against a team ranked number 10? But going on the road is the big key to the Spartans' hopes this week. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits and that small batch American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Fly and Ace exist at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingspirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
Go check in with Graham Couch, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal. Also co-host Couch in the Room podcast. You can listen to weekly wherever you download podcasts. Get his thoughts on Michigan State hoops, uh, the Big Ten. How many teams from the conference will get into the tournament? How you doing, Graham? I'm good. How are you, Bill? Good. Uh, I'm trying to figure out uh, this Izzo team has probably been the most up-and-down squad I've ever seen from an Izzo coach basketball unit. Yeah, and part of that's because they have the talent to be up and down and the flaws to be down and up, if that makes sense. you know, I mean, it takes a certain squad to do it. And, you know, I mean, they've had teams that were more like bubble-type teams that barely made the tournament than this. This team is not a bubble team, even if you, if you read that, just kind of ignore it. But it's also a, a team that has not played to not just preseason expectations, but always its capabilities. And and some of that has to do, I think, with just, you know, th- their flaw at center is 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 real and is a matchup problem certain nights. And they've got guys who, with the right matchups, um, can do a lot, like a, a Malik Hall, but with the wrong matchup or on the wrong night isn't as consistent. And then you got A.J. Hogard, who's... Um, you know, I, I have a fair bit of faith in, strangely, in big games against tough opponents because he's got sort of irrational confidence. Like, if you put prime LeBron James against A.J. Hogarth, he would pick himself, um, which is good and bad. And uh, so, yeah, they're a weird team. Uh, you know, I think they've still got a decent ceiling, uh, but you can you, we've, seen the, we've seen the floor, too. Yeah, and I think uh, the top side here, where I, I believe they're almost unbeatable, and they only won against Illinois by eight, but when you get Hall, Hoggard, and Walker all uh, throwing in 60-plus points, I with Izzo's coaching, with their depth, and again, part of the problem is those the young side of that team, not a lot of offensive production, but when those big three are 60-plus, I find it hard that anybody in the country could beat Michigan State. Well, I mean, they're almost a tough team to seed because, like, I'm watching Kansas last night get blown out by uh, Texas Tech, right? And and when you and you see a team that's potentially a one or two seed that could face Michigan State in the second round, I've seen enough of Kansas. Michigan State would beat Kansas five out of ten times, and that's potentially a second round one or two seed seven eight type matchup. And so, there's a lot of that in college basketball, but also Michigan State is almost unfair as a as a certain seed to a really high seed. Uh, because they are so capable, and I think they will show up in those nights, and they do have veterans, and they do have the backcourt that they have, uh, and when Aikens is shooting well as is, is, is well, it's 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 um it is a team that 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 I think you know barring certain matchups. The thing is, they're not matchup proof. The great teams he's had are matchup proof, you know, and this is not one of those teams. So it will be dependent on who they play, uh, not just how they're playing. Uh, when they get in those big games. Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal, Couch in the Rube podcast, co-host joining us on the Roast Homer Coffee guest line. You know, I'm looking at Purdue, and they look like a team that could, and they have their moments like all college teams do. Purdue should be a one seed, looks like a team that could be there on Final Four weekend and maybe even win it. And then I go through the rest of the Big Ten, and I said this on Friday on the show that, there's a side of me that says when they're veterans, which they did show up against Illinois, Hoggard, Hall, and Walker are playing well, they might be the second best team in the conference right there with a Northwestern, 
Wisconsin had a bad week. Because after Purdue, you can go down the list and get to Penn State, who's up next for Michigan State at 6-7. and seven. Even Rutgers, who drilled Wisconsin and Maryland. Uh, and you're like trying to figure out, okay, tell me the next three best teams after Purdue in the Big Ten, when it's all said and done, when the conference, uh, when the regular season is done. Yeah, well, I think Illinois is the team that's most built to make a run. Um, if they, you know... Especially now with Terrence Shannon back, they're just so athletic and big and long and versatile, and uh, they're not the greatest shooting team. They they lack a true point guard. Like if they had AJ Hogart, I think they'd be my pick to win a national title. Um, which I know for a lot of people watching a lot of AJ Hogart can be a strange thing to say, but like that's what they're 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 missing. Uh, be, Wisconsin, I need to figure out what's going wrong there. I've seen the best of Wisconsin, and that's a really high ceiling. They've got a pro on the wing. They've got a lot of veterans. They've got big guys they can play through. They've got shooters. Like They've got a system they trust in, and, and I don't understand really why it's gone wrong. It's just sort of one of those midseason two, three-game streaks that a lot of teams go through, but it's up to four games right now. So at a certain point, you go, what, what's happening there? I, I do think, um, you know, I do think Michigan State is potentially – in that conversation, um, I, I just think there are, you're not going to find a better backcourt. And you certainly, what happened to MSU is the way they started, the way they were shooting at the beginning, and some of the losses they had, they lost their ability to sort of control the narrative about their own season. They really haven't played that poorly. You go to the Baylor game on, they've had a couple slip ups, but it's the early part of their season that whenever they slip up since, brings out a little level of angst. You look at the home road splits throughout the Big Ten, they're extreme. And, you know, that like the Minnesota game was probably always just as likely to be a loss as the Illinois game was to be a win. It just, because of the brand, because of who Illinois is, it doesn't feel that way. But home game versus road game is that severe. But I think Michigan State's probably, you know, I would take Wisconsin. I've seen them play Michigan State twice. I'd still take them up there if they can fix whatever's gone wrong. I think Illinois is a better team than Michigan State uh, overall, and and but I would put MSU uh, maybe right there, you know, at, at, at four. Yeah, Northwestern, Nebraska also have been two of the bigger yep. stories in Big Ten uh, basketball this year. I mean, Nebraska was leading Michigan forty three thirteen in that game after Michigan had won their biggest game of the year against then number eleven. Uh, Wisconsin. It, I'll be curious where state ends up, and they still have a lot to play for, and naturally not in the conference championship hunt, maybe the conference tourney. But you know, the more wins, the better seed. They could probably play their way to a seven, and maybe low end might be a ten, uh, eight, nine, possibly. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I mean, I think you know it'll it'll be interesting to see what they are. I've I've often thought like the their metrics are pretty good, and if they can get some wins here not counting at Purdue. I mean, if they beat Purdue, that changes some things on the road. Nobody's expecting that. But I think if if they win all their other games and they don't have an off-script loss the rest of the way, which they very well might, but if they don't and um, you know they're relatively competitive at Purdue, they get to like the Big Ten semifinals, I could see them being a six seed just based on how high their net ranking is, which is in the top 25. You know, Ken Palm has them at 15 today. Um, their, their, their metrics are just a lot better than and I think a lot of people realize, and part of that's because you know Indiana State—that's a quad one win. Indiana State's 
like number 20 in the net. <laughs> I mean, the people forget that. James Madison was not a bad win. Butler has had a really good year. So there are some, some victories in there, some games that when they won them, either people didn't realize they'd be as good or they didn't seem as good coming into the year that have wound up being uh, games that have, that have sort of held up over time. Yeah, maybe more a six to nine. That might be the the range, yeah. unless there's just some crazy uh, run here at the end, or if they fall off, uh, just a head scratching year uh, in the Big Ten. Even Purdue at times, you'll uh, you you watch them play, and you're if they're not hitting that outside shot and they're collapsing on Edie, they they look average. I I, I think Purdue though will end up with a one, maybe worst case scenario two. But I would say uh, one or a two a lock there than everything else is uh, for grabs. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast, Lansing State Journal, uh, opinion maker. Uh, who two best teams you've seen in college basketball this year? Not not just Big Ten. I'm talking across the country. Who are they? Yeah, Purdue when they're going is 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 right. one of them because um, Braden Smith has just gotten so much better than he was as a freshman. So they've got a legit all conference guard. They've got you know a little more help on the wing, and, and then obviously Zach Eady, uh, who, who, who continues to get better. I mean, he's not just big; he is really, really good. And I'm kind of pulling for them because I'm sick of the storyline that <laughs> that keeps hitting them when they get to the postseason and falling short. Uh, UConn is another team I've seen that I, I think has a chance. Uh, Arizona has been a little bit inconsistent, but I think their ceiling is as high as anybody. Um, so I would, you know, those are the teams that. Uh, if you want to know where my my alternative bets are, uh, you know that, those those are the ones right there: UConn and, and Arizona. Yeah, I think UConn, UConn, Purdue, Arizona, and that makes the best I've seen. Just not in person. I'm talking, you know, when I'm scanning through you know, the TV. Uh, Graham, always appreciate your time. It'll be interesting to see Michigan State uh, the rest of the way. And before you know it, uh, it will be March, which is the month when uh, Izzo shines. Before I let you go, what do you think is a realistic? good finish for this MSU basketball team come March, or I don't think they're going to get in April, which will be the final four, but what do you see as a finish for Izzo would say, considering everything, I'm not happy we lost, but this was a good finish. What point? You know, given the expectations and the age of some of the players, and it's not that I don't think they'll be good next year, but there's some turnover. Um, I, I think anything short of a final four will not feel – all that satisfying. It won't, you know, I mean, Sweet 16, they could have a run where they could beat somebody where people feel like, oh, that was good. It keeps the program at that second weekend level. And so maybe there's a little bit there, but I think they're always going to be weighed down by their preseason expectations and what and what the players had for themselves. And, and so I do think anything short of the Final Four, even as unrealistic as that sometimes looks, won't feel good like it might have a year ago to these guys. Yeah, my realistic side is, and you went through the metrics, I, I think they could be a sweet 16 team, and some might be surprised, but based on the quality wins they've had this year, when you look at uh, the Baylors, and you mentioned Indiana State, Illinois the other night, I think a sweet 16 might be where I'll say, considering the start, they won a couple of tournament games, that's not a bad year. Not a great year, but not a bad year. Yeah, and I, I think for for people who really want the program to sort of return to that level where every other year they were in contention for nationally, um, you know, is that enough? I I don't know. It, it it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting discussion to have after this year because this is this is it for for probably Hogard for sure for Tyson Walker for sure for Malik Hall and so 
you know, you get those legacy years and, 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 and how they feel about, you know, falling short again. I, 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 those are really interesting conversations that will be had. The one thing I mentioned last week that I'm shocked about this team, and really lately, that Izzo doesn't have that sharpshooter on the bench when your team's not hitting their shots and somebody you go throw minutes at who may go four for seven from three-point range when you need it. And there are a ton of those type of shooters out there. Uh, I know Lawyer, but he wasn't tall enough to create his own shot. But that 6'3", 6'4", guy that could create space and is just a – he's an assassin from the three-point line. I really think Michigan State needs uh, one, if not two, of those types of players. Yeah, and and obviously Aikens has shown a little more, you know, that, but he's a starter. You know, he's hitting a couple threes a game at least. But the guy they had that that – Went elsewhere, and this is the, the other side of the reality of the transfer portal world. And they were they they helped to move on, but it was Pierre Brooks who's having that year for Butler, and so I mean he, he just needed a fresh start. And if he had worked out at MSU, uh, in a lot of ways he, he'd be exactly what they need: six six guy hitting you know multiple threes a game off the bench. And they have Garrick Norman, a true freshman, but they're they're pretty hell bent on on keeping his red shirt. Hey, we'll see how it plays out. Always great to talk hoops with Graham Couch. Lansing State Journal, opinion maker. Also look for Couch in the Rube podcast wherever you download podcasts. Graham, appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. All right, Graham Couch checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We are back in the leadership locker room on the Huge Show across Michigan. We get together with Greg Harris from MaximizeLeadership.com. You can check out that website uh, where he helps businesses and individuals become better leaders and also will help businesses grow. And contacts mm-hmm. are a big part of any business. I know people will say, well, that's old school. No, it's still new school. Mm-hmm. Bill, great to be on your show. Yeah, so the pipeline is a big deal. For all salespeople, it's one of their biggest anxiety buttons. Who do I have to talk to in the next quarter? Can I make my quotas? So one of my keynotes that's very popular, it's very fun, it's great training. It talks about what is a robust pipeline. There's got to be entry and exit points. It's got to be able to flush and flow because you don't want a stagnant pipeline. And the other part about the pipeline, which is great, is remembering to follow up. We hit a lot of things in the keynote that uh, are really good reminders and some really great insights on how to be amazing at sales to serve your customers. Greg Harris, Leadership Locker Room. He joins us here on The Huge Show. MaximizeLeadership.com. If you own a business, run a business. If you're starting a business from the ground floor and you want to move it up, go to MaximizeLeadership.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. The food district is now open. There's something for everyone. From Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new Food District. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Sun, sun, sun. Fun, fun, fun. Sun, sun, sun. Sail cruise, key relax, everyone's making tracks. Boat show, gotta go, everyone in the sun. Come on down, get it done, just 
Michigan's most spectacular boat show cruises into DeVos Place. It's the Grand Rapids Boat Show, coming February 14 through 18. Get that boat and get that deal. Check out over 400 boats. Spacious new family runabouts, ski and surf boats, fishing boats, center consoles, and deluxe pontoons. Great Lakes cruises and motor yachts to 40 feet. For a complete boat line listing and to plan your visit, go to grboatshow.com. Also, Tommy's Wake and Surf Shop. Plus, bring the family to see Twiggy, the water skiing squirrel. Register to win an HO Sports Hawaiian Island inflatable dock from Action Water Sports. No purchase necessary. That's only at the Grand Rapids Boat Show this Wednesday through Sunday, DeVos Place. grboatshow.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back wrapping up this Tuesday broadcast. Thank you, Superfly Hayes, one of the best producers in the business. Now, if you missed any huge opinion interview, our or any show, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.